0: Hi there. My name's Jack, and I love horrible movies. Each week on the Horrible Movie Podcast, producer Phil, a guest, and I talk about a horrible movie. We talk about the actors, directors, the budget, the box office, and like thereof. You also get silly songs, fake commercials, and too much fun to list on this promo. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. She's talented. I
1: think so too. Yeah, personally,
0: I love the way she rewrote the lyrics so succinctly and and beautifully.
1: She's a diamond in the rough. <laughs> and my stomach is making crazy noises. And I've always thought that eventually it's going to get caught by the mics. It never is, though.
0: No. Unless
1: it, I moved the stu- like it right onto my
0: stomach. Should we mic your stomach?
1: Let's just see what happens. <laughs> My headphones were picking up slight gurgling noises. It reminded uh-huh. me of going to the doctor whenever I was pregnant and hearing the heartbeat, only uh-huh. that was way more exciting. <laughs> That's been a long time ago it's Just now. right
0: on the same level.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gastrointestinal
0: movement (laughs) and childbirth.
1: No, hey, I wasn't talking about the birth part, I was talking about listening to a heartbeat. Those are two different things. Well, I
0: I consider everything involved in the gestational process as part of childbirth. I
1: would imagine that micing childbirth
0: would be very awkward. Mm, Yes. It's a boom mic down there. Oh down there. Yeah. I (laughs) thought you Okay. Well, yes. I I I don't know what kind of sounds you're trying to capture. Are you
1: talking about the microphone being on my stomach. Uh huh. So, yeah. Why? How?
0: I don't know. I don't know. You took us there. I
1: didn't mean to. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new week.
0: You ready to shoot a doe? Let's do it. Uh, how about some story time? Okay. There's lots going on in our neck of the woods right now. We're considering solar energy, for one. So that's been interesting. When's the last time you had a salesperson in your house mm. by your own volition? Mm. Like you're like I'm like gonna inv- you invited them. Yeah, in? I'm gonna invite you over to sell us something.
1: Oh, that sounds like a vampire story. <laughs> you have to invite them in for them to be effective. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably the ADT guys, right? The security, security? system people.
0: So you invited some security people in to yeah. sell you a security system, right? And you bought that security system. I did. I'm under the impression if you ever invite a salesperson into your home, the sale is already done.
1: Or they assume it is.
0: Well, I just, I just it's one of those things where you're already in a place where you're open because you're inviting them. And they're good at their job. They know what they're doing. They know how to you know sell you on stuff. So I find myself in a position where it's like, I have to be the yeah, but guy. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, but this. Yeah, but this. Let's not forget this. And I feel really, I feel like I did all my due diligence this time. Like I called around all the different solar places and got bids, and you know, so I could understand the price and what other people were offering. I actually uh, researched wholesale prices of the equipment, so I know what their profit is and what they're looking at, and if they Whoa. have legal room.
1: Oh, I thought you were being like wholesale, so I could install it myself. <laughs>
0: <Can> <laughs> no, it's imagine? more so I can bargain. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's more for the idea of okay, you're you're making this much profit, you obviously can cut into that profit. If you know it's going to be a sale, uh, that kind of thing. So I, I have I, t- I told my boys this because we were talking about it like haggling is just something you should do almost every time. Like it's just it's built into the system that people are going to have the first number they give you be the dream scenario. And then they've got other scenarios they can do. So that's right you know, be, right. w- be willing to talk about it.
1: I did not think this way until we became friends. And I think it took a couple of years for that to be uh, okay with me. Yeah. I, was just, I wasn't raised that way.
0: Well, you find it insulting, right?
1: I, no, I think it's more intimidating. I feel bad asking for something different. Okay. Mostly mostly because I don't think I was prepared to have the follow-up conversation. My haggling would be, can can I have less? Okay, thank you. <laughs> There's no... There's no reason. I haven't thought it through. It's you know,
0: but it, isn't that fine?
1: Well, no, because then whenever they say whatever they say, like, I'm still like clueless as to what I should do. I'm oh, not like you haven't done prepared. the research, yeah. That kind I'm, of thing. I'm not ready. I don't have the steel eyes. I don't have the ability so to look you were you in like, the So eye. if
0: you were like, okay, we are looking at this as a great opportunity. Let's go to the security system. We're looking at the security system as a great opportunity for our home. Here's our budget. And really, it would help us out if we could get it here. And they were like, no. And you would be like, what, run for the hills?
1: No, I'd be like, okay, I'll pay full price. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, I mean, that's fine if that happens, you know,
1: if you, if you have it in your budget and you want to go for it. I, I feel more comfortable now, though. I think lots, cha- lots has changed, yeah. especially with Facebook Marketplace. Well, I had a I converse- feel much more comfortable being like, I see that that was for one hundred and fifty. I give you seventy five
0: dollars. I think the Internet is helping us understand negotiation. <laughs> we don't
1: have to have in-person conversations about it. <laughs> it's, right. it's a simple text. <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't do it in person. I did it via email. Oh, okay. um, I negotiate via email because I like the uh, having stuff in print. Mm, and so yeah, if good. somebody agrees to a negotiation, it's always great to have Paper that email trail. where they're like, hey, yeah. yes, let's do this. Here's the number um, via a phone call where it's, you know, could be your word against theirs, that right. kind of thing. Um, but I was talking to my oldest son about this. Who's, he's an adult now, um, and he want, has always lamented that they don't do more life teaching in school Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you're going to make the decision about whether or not we decide to go solar on our house. And I want you to ask me the questions that you would need to ask to make this decision and that kind of stuff. I was really impressed with his decision making processes Mm. and the way he thought through it and thought about it. First
1: question he had. Are you paying for it or am I?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't ask that question. He's going to be really surprised. <laughs> you made the decision, son. <laughs> did you really think I was going to pay for your decision? <laughs> think about things before you say them.
1: This is the greatest life lesson well, I could right. teach you. There are
0: consequences to your decisions. <laughs> your consequences you owe us tens of thousands of dollars.
1: My mom and dad did the solar energy thing, and yeah. it is very expensive.
0: It's uh, it's. Boy, it's an interesting one. I, I don't know that we we could spend a whole episode on all the thinking I've done about s- solar energy Let's over not. the last two weeks. Uh, they will sell you. I'll, I'll try to make it simple. They will sell you on the you're spending the money anyways line of thinking. Right. Which is if you're you, already spending, you're already your spending utilities. this much on your electric bill. Mm-hmm. Just spend it on the loan. Right. They'll sell you on that. But a loan always has interest. Right. So then you're giving them all this extra interest money, you know, to the financing. Uh, And so there's just, there's, I mean, and there's always things where if maybe you're not in the house, and then does it really raise your home value or does it not? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are unknowns, but you know, they, they will definitely sell you on your spending the money anyway. And as for that, that's not illegitimate. That's a real thing that, is, that does go into the decision-making process. But it's, it's been fascinating. It's just been a fascinating couple of weeks that I will not try to bore you with anymore. But,
1: well, you know me. I'm going to go to the end of the book. Did you buy it?
0: Uh, not yet. Are uh, you yeah. going to? I think we're about 80-20 right now.
1: Yeah. Are in, you the 20? In favor...
0: <laughs> I'm the 80 and the 20. Oh,
1: I see. Oh, how complex you are. <laughs> my, wife,
0: my wife yesterday, uh, she was like, um, so are we doing this or not? And I said, well, I, you know, it feels like you've put this decision in my lap. This is both of our futures here you know this ties up a, a good portion of our budget is it you know an overall big expense i need you to sign off on it too and she's like no it's your decision because then if you decide to spend all this money i get to decide to spend this a similar amount of money on oh something else.
1: snap that's brilliant that's how i should do it another life lesson that's right <laughs>
0: She was kidding, by the way, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Um, I was just
1: like, man, that's a car. I could get a car.
0: I I think we'll do it. It's a better debt investment than a car. It's not as good a a debt investment as a house. Uh, It's about the same to me as like schooling, education. You know, the idea of going into debt for something that will pay for itself eventually. In 30 years. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, in this case, seven and a half years, uh, the system will have completely paid for itself. So, so yeah, you know, and then it's all, then it's all gravy from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: And that's not even keeping in mind the anyway money, you know, the money that you're going to spend anyway, that doesn't even keep track of that. That's just the system itself. So, so how
1: much in interest are you going to pay? Just kidding. I'm joking. We're done. Hey, I, we can go there. You, I know all the numbers. You believe listener, me. You and I, we're both bored with this one. <laughs> right,
0: that's what I'm saying. I didn't mean to bore everybody. <laughs> it's just an interesting decision we've got going on right now. And of course, we're deciding possibly to put solar energy in after the summer. Great time to start, Aaron, yeah. when, when the fall begins. Why don't you just
1: wait till next year?
0: Um, I, I mean, it still will save money during the winter. As I mean, not as much as during the summer, but it doesn't. It doesn't I'm matter sure when we start. It's still a positive. Guys. It's a net positive either way.
1: Sure, sure, net positive. Right. Cool. Those are fun words.
0: <laughs> you know what net positive <laughs> means.
1: I like. I like this conversation.
0: Oh uh, yeah! Plus, we're kind of empty nesting in here for a couple weeks. A couple of our sons are away on a trip, and
1: you your your nest was emptying and then got super full.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, it's interesting because my adult children are all still here. It's my children in school who are away for a couple of weeks. So if my adult children had left, we really would have an empty house for the next couple of weeks. That would be
1: crazy. Yeah. It'd be quiet. There's all that space to heat and cool. Maybe you should downsize. (laughs)
0: That's right.
1: Maybe you shouldn't buy this massive thing and then just downsize and then everybody has to go.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's really smart. You're going to be a great parent of adult children.
1: I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) Speaking of, yeah. I'm single parenting Ooh. as my husband is currently out of town. So that's always a interesting experience. So because it's um, you know, me for everything. Although I do have childcare obviously during the day so I can work.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: get that kind of time to quote unquote myself, but I have tasks to do. I don't just get to, you know, do nothing.
0: So, so. don't don't you feel like you do everything anyway?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm joking. No, Justin's awesome. He's a great dad. He's constantly like when he gets when we get home from um, our work day and I bring Iris into the house. She immediately runs to her dad and they go play like they play. Yeah, they draw. Yeah. They are always doing. Sorry, I was making
0: the stereotypical joke it was just a, about it how was dads funny. don't, you know, moms do everything with the kids. And
1: in, in this case, it's not true, <laughs> <We> <laughs> which are, is nice, right? Where what's the modern family called?
0: Modern uh, family. Yeah, there's a whole sitcom about it. It's been on for like eight years.
1: Um, there was there's like a there's a phrase for it. For what? For like this the the more like even, uh, balanced parenting, parenting? family style. I don't I can't remember. I read it. It's it was probably someone's blog and it really didn't actually <laughs> wasn't it was something that they made up. And I'm like
0: co-parenting because oh. <laughs> this should be the norm. It always should have been.
1: Yeah, it's, he's awesome. So when he's gone, I definitely feel like, oh, is this gonna go okay? But you know, it's it's going pretty well. Good. We're 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 making it. Last night was a little rough because, um, well, she's like me in that she experiences emotion, and rather than understanding how to handle it, she just hits things. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I don't always do that, but sometimes I'm like ah, and then my hand just like flies oh, out. Oh, you mean
0: like when I was trying to use the mouse yesterday and you were mad. <laughs> I smacked your hand. While I I'm trying to do... I was editing. I, I could have deleted an entire file. Oh, it was so You're weird. You're like pounding on my hand while my fingers are
1: on the mouse. And what's weird is I wasn't even realizing what I was doing until I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even think about... So I can't get onto her like in a bad way for it. I just have to yeah. remind her that... you know. Hitting isn't okay, and then we have to talk about it and have a moment.
0: Or maybe it'll help you as well. It does.
1: It already has, actually. Um, Daniel Tiger is teaching me a lot, personally, as we learn about emotions and how to handle them. This morning, she woke up, and one of the first things that came out of her mouth was, I always hit mommy. I was like, "Yeah, you did." Are but- you
0: sure it wasn't like she wanted to hit you in that moment? <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> she's like, she's thinking through. She's like, "Iris really wants to hit you right now." And thank Mom. you for talking <laughs> about it
1: before enacting. Well, she pointed over to the corner. She says, "I had to go to the corner and sit uh, down." Yeah. And I said, "Yes, you did." I said, "But you said you were sorry." She says, "Yeah, Iris said sorry." And I said, and then mommy, I forgave you. Mm -hmm. I forgave you for that. So it's okay. And we'll just try better. We just, I'll try to love you better. You try to love me better. We'll be okay. She's like, okay, mommy. It was like one of the first (laughs) things. I thought, gosh, did she have like nightmares about last (laughs) night? It's possible after bedtime having to have a sit down chat, but yeah, she chucked a plane at me. Um, a wooden a seven
0: forty seven, (laughs) a wooden salt and pepper shaker. (laughs) Like, what is (laughs) she chuck a plane at you?
1: You No, kid toy plane. Okay, fair enough. So there's all these things that kind of happened yesterday, but I managed to keep my cool, which is super new for me Mm -hmm. because I've been doing good uh, emotional work, which is great because then whenever you've got a a small person that looks you dead in the eye and smiles and then just smacks you right upside the head, it's a weird feeling because you want to just be like, you know, get away from me and like defend yourself, especially being martial arts trained. There's been several times I have blocked her punches and I'm trying not to block in a hard way. Right. It's just like an instinct thing, you know, just to defend myself as she's learning about.
0: She comes around the corner and scares you and you throw cookies at her.
1: Okay. That was you. (laughs) And also you shouldn't have scared me if we were in a dark hallway. (laughs) And you jumped out and said... You knew I
0: was there! Cookies!
1: No, I didn't! I didn't know you were... The story will ever, forever be having this conversation. I didn't know you were there. That's why you got attacked.
0: No! You went back to get the cookies out of your vehicle. We had already met that more. You knew I was in there. I knew you were at work. Yes! I didn't know you were lurking behind the hallway. I wasn't lurking! (laughs) Yes, you
1: were! I just came around the corner to get some cookies! And said, cookies! As one
0: does... (laughs)
1: Not to somebody who's jumpy and martial arts trained. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I attacked you.
0: (laughs) I learned my lesson. That's Um, for sure.
1: So anyways, that was one thing. Oh, you know what else we we should have done for story time is we also had the 4th of July happen. We didn't talk about that. How was your 4th? Was really fun. I think I told one of the funniest. The one of the funniest. Oh gosh, now I have this pressure. Like the funniest thing that's ever happened around the table. <laughs> yeah, you don't
0: say that before telling. Crap. You just tell the story. It's too late now. We're, too ex- late now. we're expecting hilarity now. My
1: grandmother was, is about to turn. I think she turns eighty nine this year. So and that her, is hilarious. Her birthday, <laughs> up, her birthday is coming up, and so she was talking about how she's just getting too close to ninety. Right. And then my aunt. Starts talking about how old she is and da, da 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 And so I said, way to make grandma's birthday about you. Uh-huh. And everyone, I guess they're not used to like someone saying a snarky thing uh-huh. like that. And so the whole table is just all erupting in laughter. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I said that out loud. I'm getting really bold. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that before. That's great, though. So I, I,
0: I, I would, I would love to embrace becoming more of that person. And I think I have in a lot of ways. I mean, most people do. This is what happens as you get older. Old people don't care. They'll just what, yeah. say it. And yeah. it's like, that's beautiful. I know.
1: And, and when my grandmother and not, turned in,
0: in general, they're not being mean. No, they're just saying this is, you know, my, I'm observing something. When
1: my grandmother turned 80, she said, I'm tired of doing what other people expect. I'm going to do whatever I want and not apologize for it. And that actually came up at the table, like, let's just all live that way and stop worrying about what people think. There's a way to kind of live in that moment. And it was, it was, anyways, the the holiday was really fun. We had a good time together. We made really good, delicious food and I got to see my family. So how was your fourth?
0: No, it was great. It was, uh, we sat out on the porch, and man, our neighborhood is just like full of people who spend lots of money on amazing fireworks. Because we just sit out on our porch, and you know how there's a house on either side of you, mm-hmm. and then we have houses that are across our backyard. Right. And there's, you know, so those three houses. And of those five houses that are right, you know, directly by our house, uh, I think three of them had you know, huge fireworks displays. Wow. So it was just like, you know, explosions and colors and just continuous for, you know, all fire, which is fine. It's fun. I enjoy fireworks. I haven't enjoyed setting them off since I, you know, almost killed myself (laughs) at a a, a community fireworks show. Um, But I do enjoy seeing them. I do now feel... More for people who uh, who they bother, and it's like I get that we have this at least this day that those people. I, I'm thinking specifically of military veterans oh, who yeah. have PTSD. I'm yep. thinking of pet owners, oh yeah, uh, whose pets have to deal with this. Um, I was even talking with a friend on Twitter who is autistic, and just like you know, it's, it's, just an, a it's lot. something. It's yeah. a lot, and they can't handle it. And and so I'm thinking more about these people in. It's one thing the day of, and they you know they can sequester themselves. They know it's coming, but the fact that most places give you a window, and mm-hmm. I think that windows till like the eighth, the seventh or eighth of July, uh, that's frustrating to me now. To hear fireworks the day after and the day before is very frustrating to me.
1: Never bothered me um, in a in a major way because I also wasn't thinking about other people. Mm-hmm. That's been changing, obviously, having a young daughter. And then we have two puppies this year who are not used to it. And we had neighbors throw uh, fireworks off this year directly next door. That's the first Mm -hmm. time that's ever happened. And it was the biggest explosions I've ever heard directly next door. Right.
0: It's crazy.
1: And yeah. Whenever I was watching them, every year when I watch them, but specifically because this one's fresh in my mind, I do think about like what those sounds represent. This is about war. It's about mm-hmm. and and so I I stood there, um, in my neighborhood with Iris and we're watching them at a distance, just as they're going off around our our town. And I was just thinking about people that lived generations ago, and this was what they heard, you know, so that we could be free. And then I also think about places around the world that are still having these sounds that they hear all the time Mm -hmm. because they're in a war zone or, you know, this is just more normal for them. And maybe even in parts of our country where just gunfire is more normal, things like that. And so it's just, it's very disturbing. And that is when I just bring to mind the people who are really affected by it. And so I I wish it was more condensed to just maybe like a 24 hour window where we could could all do that. And uh, thankfully they've stopped now. Um, I did wake up at three o'clock in the morning to extreme booms, and I was so mad. And then I realized it was thunder from a thunderstorm. And then I calmed myself down. I was like, "Okay, Mother Nature."
0: <laughs> well, even have during your moment. that window, there are night hours that people aren't are not technically allowed. But to... Mother
1: Nature didn't respect that. Okay, <laughs> it's and true. I was triggered when I woke up. I'm like, "My baby's asleep." <laughs> Anyway,
0: um, I had a thought—the uh, same thought about war—and it really comes from this place. Fireworks, in in many ways, to me, are a symbol of um, pacifism. Of peacefulness because the idea of the original celebrations was we're firing our guns and our cannons straight into the air right because we're we don't have to fire them at people anymore right you know like it's this uh, we don't need this ammunition right except to celebrate and so that the, that's kind of where fireworks started and i think You know, some people got clever with it and were like, what if we put these chemicals in here? And, you know, it's a colorful explosion and and that kind of thing. So there is a celebratory aspect to it that I do understand, even a deeper celebratory aspect to it that I like because I myself am pretty much a pacifist. I uh, hate violence of all kinds. Um, So it's I don't know. It's it's a fascinating thing.
1: Uh, The first fireworks were invented in China. Indeed, they were. A long time ago.
0: (laughs) Very, what, like 1400s? A
1: Chinese monk stuffed bamboo with a saltpeter-based gunpowder and Mm -hmm. launched it into a fire, and that was, I guess, the start of (laughs) that. That was the birth. Thanks, that Chinese Chinese monk.
0: That Chinese monk's name was Gandalf. Uh,
1: 1000 AD, uh, his name was Li Tan, just so you know. Wow. Thanks a lot, Lee Tan. Okay, so that was fun. That was a multi-story story time.
0: <laughs> it was. <sighs> uh, you want to peruse some news? Let's peruse the news today. <gasps> Studio DNA presents Peruse Lonoze! Every day, so many things happen in this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join us on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts, now. now. Please welcome. It's Aaron and Danae. No. <laughs> Sorry. Here come our hosts. Now. No, no. Now. We're not coming
1: out. You can't make us.
0: Uh, who wants to start?
1: I'll start. Do it. I enjoy. this. What'd you find? I like animal stories, as you know. No Ooh, surprise Oh, I've got an there. animal
0: story on mine, too. I wonder okay. if it's the same one.
1: Was it about hikers?
0: Nope. Okay. I, that's, re- that's really not nice. What? Just because they like to go hiking does not mean they're animals, Danae. That is, that is not nice to call their humans animals. That's true. I'm sorry about that.
1: <laughs> um, hikers call cops after mistaking traffic sounds for wild pig.
0: Oh, nice. Chasing
1: them. I like this one because this is something that I can see myself doing. Uh-huh. Uh So there's a woman. She was out walking in the wilderness, obviously. She's in the woods and she's uh, she starts hearing this like really disturbing growling sound. And so she gets scared and she and her compatriot, like the two the two hikers, um, they climb a tree and they get their cell phones and they, they call 911 and 911 has a hard time. Like finding them because they're in the woods. So she texts them, like the, the geolocation of where they're at. Yeah. So the police officer gets there. And th- what was really happening is that there was a um, rumble strip that was nearby on the road. So when a car would go over it, it would- <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they thought that it was a wild angry pig chasing them. And they couldn't figure out where it was coming from, so they climbed a tree so they could get <laughs> away from it and they were just stuck in this tree.
0: <laughs> oh man. This is
1: so something that would happen to me cuz you get in your own head you knowing you're out there and you're scared.
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Rumble Strip. I guess I've never I've never driven over Rumble Strip and thought pig, but I can I can I can see it. I can see if well, your brain does that, and it
1: kind of depends maybe on what the sound is coming through. Like mm-hmm. there's the rumble strip, and then there's the trees. Right. So maybe like just the way that the sound re- reached them. So I loved Wild this.
0: Boar. This after you, uh
1: huh. And at the end of this particular article, um, there was a couple of other like throwaway mentions of other times people have called nine one one for something that didn't turn out to mm-hmm. be a big deal. One of them was in Oregon. Uh they responded to a home invader. They were hiding in their bath like the person had hidden their bathroom and it was a Roomba. It was just <laughs> <laughs> that was a- that was in the house. Oh,
0: it's my robot vacuum cleaner. <laughs> It's after me.
1: And then uh, in England, there was a police officer that came to a woman's house um, because there was a burglar in their home and they were hiding from the burglar yeah. and it was a rogue squirrel.
0: Nice. I've had a squirrel in the house before.
1: I can't imagine that. I've had, well, I guess I can. I've had crazy, massive raccoons in my house. That is, that one is ra- true. One big raccoon and several small ones. And then a family ones.
0: of raccoons. Yeah. yeah.
1: It happens.
0: Yeah. But you didn't, you know.
1: I didn't call the police.
0: Call the police on them.
1: Well, I did have to call 911, but...
0: Was there one about uh, somebody who had a deer in their house they were trying to get out and you didn't think of that they were shooing the doe? Did that (sighs) happen?
1: I'm never gonna live that down. It
0: really is one of those moments where I'm just like, it, how is that even? <laughs> like, you literally said they're trying to shoo the deer out of the house, and it did not register with you. I know, I'm I, no, I'm sorry. you. Yeah, I'm I will just bring not that up. Built that. No, way. I will continue to bring that you up. Should. It's it's beautiful. I
1: failed everybody. I'm sorry. You ready for my first one? I'm ready.
0: Streaming overload. Nielsen report finds that average viewer takes seven minutes to pick what to watch.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Sure. Um
0: this is fascinating to me. Why? I take 5 seconds to pick what to like I know what's next on my list and so it's fascinating to me that people still exist in a world of oh, I don't know what I, I just want to watch something. It's like I have oh so much Oh my god that's my ro- life. I know and it's most people's apparently but it's
1: <laughs> it's You're like oh no I'm the one that's weird. No I am <laughs> I and I
0: know I'm the one the weird. It just it still blows my mind because there's so much great stuff out there. Yeah, you know, I have an app to keep track of it, and okay. then I just go to the app and I find out what's next on the list, and I go to the place where it is and I watch it. Like it's, wow, you know, it's.
1: Well, you're the way that you've always interacted with media is fascinating to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't have time. It's my efficiency brain. I don't have time to sit for seven minutes and think about what I want to watch. Like, it's just... I don't. I
1: literally do this almost every single if time I, I want to watch something. I have to think for seven
0: minutes about what I want to watch, I don't want to watch something bad enough. I like, know.
1: That's you, what, that's the conclusion I have Go do, do something productive.
0: You know what I mean? Like, go do something else.
1: But I can't do that unless I'm watching something.
0: <laughs> Oh, I see. I see. It's that passive, I it's have to have something watch. in the background thing. Yeah, but I
1: don't want it to be this. Oh, I don't want it to be that. That
0: is, a, that is something uh, from other generations. Mm-hmm. I remember my grandparents had to have the TV, TV on. on at all times. It's
1: the white and, noise.
0: And, and, well, and it comes from the the idea of radio to television, right? Radio mm-hmm. was a constant wallpaper device. Well, and,
1: I have realized that I prefer to listen to to shows than watch shows mm-hmm. and so what i'm actually doing is i'm trying to find a show that i like to listen to mm-hmm. so which is w- why i've switched over to like the kinds of podcasts that i'm really enjoying which is more of that like uh radio tabletop, play kind of stuff yeah. yeah the tabletop gaming because it's a show that is developing that has characters and conversation and plot and things like that but it's far more interesting to me than watching something. So sure. th- there are some shows I really, I, I, I definitely enjoy listening more than I enjoy watching.
0: I totally get it, which is why I have two categories of shows. They are separated in my list, mm-hmm. passive watch and active watch. And so whenever do I- you
1: really do, Eric I really
0: do. Oh my And goodness. so if I know I have to be working on it's something, amazing. I'll go to whatever's at the top of the passive list. And if, and if I know I need to, you know, I have time that I can actively watch something, I'll go to whatever's at the top of the, the active list.
1: Man, to be so, you. <laughs> that would be so crazy.
0: It's nice. It's very it's awesome. freeing. I
1: am I, I'm impressed by you. I really, truly am. I'm not at all making fun. It's more like I am in awe that that is the kind of person you are because I am so different than that. But yeah, it's pretty cool. But I, just, I, I, just I relate want... to the article so strong. <laughs> no,
0: it's totally. And, it, you know, it goes on to say that uh, that people, if they get to 10 minutes, Will often just give up and turn the TV off, and it's just—it's just this foreign world to me of searching for something to watch. I just—it's just there's so much. Like I'm in the <laughs> opposite. I'm just like I don't. I'm trying to find the best way to watch as much as I can because there's so much great stuff that's entertaining and fun and interesting, and so yeah. Well, but I'm 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 ultimate efficiency brain. You are. consumer kind of guy, and that's so. amazing. C- yeah,
1: congratulations. <laughs> well.
0: Yeah, it's fun being weird.
1: Okay, this next one's about tech, and I think you're going to
0: love this. I uh, love tech. New,
1: have you heard about the autofo- autofocal glasses? No, tell me about it. Okay, so there's this new autofocal glass that's aimed to enable clearer vision. Um, this is a new technology that's basically been tested, and it's been proven to work, and now they're working on basically making it more wearable, making the technology smaller. Mm-hmm. But essentially, this is about um, pres biopia i'm probably saying that incorrectly but it's the same thing that affects everybody the elastin in our eyes wears down over time and so that's why when
0: you're old you gotta get reading about age 45 um,
1: hello (laughs) um we're not able to see close up and far away very easily or it's easier to see far away than it is close up and switching between the two and so obviously right
0: and it's not something that lasik surgery can help either
1: no it isn't and that's why i've never gotten lasik surgery because i'm like well my,
0: your eyes are gonna go, but yeah, I mean, go anyway. but that's but for being being nearsighted is different than pres presbyopia or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you could get the LASIK to correct your nearsightedness, and that will stick. It's just that you will always have that. Farsightedness that will creep in as you get older.
1: Uh, reading glasses suffice for most people, um, but it's usually a short fix short of surgery. Um, this new glasses prototype, called the autofocals, are intended to solve the main problem with today's progressive lenses. The, um, these traditional glasses require the wearer to align their. Uh, oh, wait. I think the original glasses are the, where there's multiple lenses within a right. lens and you have to like move your head so you can right. see. So like if you're driving, but you the reading to, part
0: is the bottom of the glasses yeah. and you have to kind of look down. But, to, but
1: let's say you wanted to look in your rear view mirror or your side mirror. You have to like tilt your head funky right, while you're driving to look through the right
0: part of the glasses. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So essentially it's saying we don't want to do that anymore. So they've in, invented, this is crazy, um, uh, glasses that mimic the eye. So this is a Stanford prototype. It looks, it uh, works like the lens of the eye. It's fluid filled lenses. That bulge and thin as the field of vision changes. Whoa. Um, So it obviously includes eye tracking sensors that will triangulate where a person is looking and determine the precise distance to that object of interest.
0: Nice. That's so cool.
1: (laughs) So, excuse me, the team did not invent these lenses or eye trackers, but they developed the software system. That can harness the eye tracking data.
0: Now just create it small enough to implant it inside me.
1: (laughs) Here we go. We all knew that was coming. (laughs) So they've already uh, tested this in 56 people with the presbyopia, uh, biopia. The test subjects said that the autofocus lenses perform better and faster at reading. And other tasks. So now they have to figure out how to get the bulk of the glasses. So I imagine that they're pretty massive at this Mm -hmm. point. You know, like something that obviously nobody would want to wear. So. I don't know. Some of those Elton John type glasses. I'd do it. They're pretty good. I would do it. I mean, that's awesome to have something that could do all of that. Well, yeah. If it's going to go beep, bop, boop, boop, beep, bop, 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 too. But you and I
0: are are in that group that's like, I don't care if they take up half of my face.
1: (laughs) You wore Google Glass. That's right. (laughs) That's
0: right. I don't care.
1: I just think this is so cool. I love seeing where the technology is going to go. If you want to read more about this, I picked this one up from Stanford Engineering website.
0: That's very cool. I love it. You were right. I love it very much. Uh, let's see. We'll go on to my next one. Uh, me time. The average adult will spend 416 days in the bathroom, survey finds. What?
1: Wait, why is that me time?
0: Are you serious?
1: You mean like 416 additional hours from doing your duty? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, t- just total. 416 hours. Uh, in the bathroom. So over... Uh, um, That's I'm not sorry, me time. Sorry, 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 416 days. Did I say hours the no, first you said time? days. Okay. So yeah, so over, well over a year... Consecutively of your life will be spent in the bathroom. But that's not me time. You don't use the bathroom as me time? No, who I, are you? It
1: is me time yes. in some ways. But that's more like you it's like you have to do that. Maybe if you
0: haven't used the bathroom to escape
1: No, I have and, now. and
0: have some now. me time.
1: Now I do. As a mother, now I do. I'm like, yeah, I've gotta go in there and
0: Got to take care of some business. Got to take care of some just, business. It just takes me thirty minutes. That's all. Every time. Every time. My legs are numb. That's what it. That's what it's talking about. No, it's, it's not. For me it's talking about
1: going to the bathroom.
0: No, it's not. It's talking about every moment you spend in the bath. Like oh, total okay. of every gotcha. moment you spend. In fact, that's why uh, men will spend about three hundred seventy-three days in the bathroom. Women will spend four hundred fifty-six days in the bathroom. Most of that is getting ready time, right? Um, because. Makeup. For many, many reasons that we have talked about, and Hair. Ma- many different times, women have more pressure on them to look a certain way when they go into the world. Zipping
1: and... in and out of Spanx.
0: <laughs> Do you have zippers on your Spanx? That is not a good pair of Spanx. Um. You, should, you should not zip into your Spanx. I have
1: never you had just, Spanx, you so you I don't know how on. they work.
0: <laughs> They're just, they're just, you know, like biker shorts. You don't, they don't have zippers. Oh, okay. I guess, uh, I guess they could. I just that would seem very uncomfortable to have. Would feel like
1: you were being eaten by a snake. Just slowly constricted. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes.
0: So you have worn Spanks. No, I
1: haven't. I haven't. I have not worn Spanks.
0: Uh, they also go through a list of life moments that people have experienced. In, in the bathroom? In the bathroom. Life
1: moments. Let's see. Um, uh, giving birth.
0: Giving birth is on there. 1.5% of respondents say they gave birth in a bathroom. Mm. So one out of every 100.
1: Um, for con- concussions. <laughs>
0: It's a life They're experience. Not, yes, but we're not talking about... I mean, there's so many people have died in the bathroom too, but that's not here either. Oh. Like, this is just about... about Let's keep it positive.
1: Passing kidney stones? That's not positive. <laughs> that's not positive. That's not positive at all. Nope.
0: No percentage for kidney stones. No, no percentage for constipation. No, okay. We're not talking about that kind of stuff today. Uh, I know the podcast we're on, but that's not the kind of stuff we're focusing on.
1: Pizza consumption.
0: Oh... Why would you go to food?
1: Because that's where you go when you have a two-year-old to eat in peace.
0: <laughs> that's true. No, I've eaten in the bathroom plenty of times, but I usually eat, uh, this is weird, I eat in the shower. Have you mm-hmm. ever eaten in the shower?
1: Uh, not yet, but I'm sure I will. It's
0: an interesting experience. I don't it's... like my
1: shower, so I don't want to eat in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you got to have a clean environment when yeah, you, you want to eat. Yeah, my shower is
1: disgusting. I am a nasty person. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know.
0: Uh, No, uh, let's see. Uh, 29% of respondents say their boyfriend or husband is the source of most of their bathroom frustrations.
1: No, 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 no. Go back to what happens in a bathroom. Oh, okay.
0: 10% say they've given themselves a pep talk in the bathroom.
1: Oh, that's every day. Oh, I did know. So you in that 10%? I talk to myself every day in the bathroom. Okay. Good and to know. and oftentimes it's a pep talk of some kind, but most of the time I'm I'm reciting something to an audience of people.
0: Uh, 8% report having an intimate fart to, uh heart-to-heart heart with fart a to <laughs> Fart to <laughs>
1: fart. Wait. Did you just say many no, intimate we're... fart?
0: <laughs> you never had a fart-to-fart fart in the bathroom? <laughs> No an intimate part. <laughs> with a loved one? <laughs> no, no, a heart to heart. Eight percent report having an intimate heart to heart with a loved one in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alright, we should just move on. <laughs> what do you got next? <laughs> If you can recover. I can't. You recover. and Justin can later have an intimate no. fart to fart in the bathroom.
1: I my brain it was immediately like like impressive fart moments, uh-huh. you know? It's like yeah. an intimate personal fart. We were <laughs> right. like, wow, that was really good. That was a impressive one. That's part of the survey. <laughs>
0: oh man my cheeks hurt I know that
1: was such a <laughs> hilarious slip oh. uh,
0: alright okay. what's your next one
1: <laughs> okay my next one is from the website Life Hacker and I can't okay
0: <laughs> you just continue on continue <laughs> uh, on Danae
1: <laughs> the title says now you can return unwanted Amazon items to Kohl's huh. I just wonder if this is going to be the new trend You know, not having to like mail stuff, but like take it to an actual place. So essentially you get something from Amazon, you want to return it. You would do some of the same steps where you have to print off a label, but instead you print off like a QR code Yeah. and then you just walk it into Kohl's and they'll take it for you. It says they will take care of all the shipping and stuff too, but I'm wondering if it's just like a, nope, just resell it, just stick it on the shelves, Yeah. discount item. I think they can do that. My husband just bought a pair of shoes. But they were way too thin, narrow, and so they were hurting his foot. Mm. So he had to, to send him back. Well, I'm like, oh, they. Well, how do they, do they resell that same exact shoe to the next person? Right. Does it go to a discount store? What's the, I'm I get really curious about waste and whether or not we're like sure just like somebody could easily fit into this shoe. I hope to God they're not just putting it back on a shelf and never selling it again. Certainly it's going to go somewhere important. So like in my head I'm thinking oh I wonder if Kohl's would then be able to say to Amazon hey we'll just resell this shoe we'll pay you you know X amount of dollars for it and then just resell it.
0: That's fascinating.
1: I don't think that's what this article is talking about. They're saying that they will ship it back to Amazon for you. Um, but
0: Oh interesting.
1: Yeah. Basically they're taking care of the shipping.
0: That's weird. That's not what I was thinking at all. But it's in, what's interesting to me is I become more and more aware of the idea that again, there's freedom. In businesses, I mean, we think everything is locked down. You know, only our stuff. This is the price, that kind of thing. You know, we were talking about in bargaining earlier, and you know, no businesses match other businesses coupons. Businesses, you know, mm-hmm. they want your business, and so they're willing to do things. And how smart you know, like of this.
1: Kohl's to be like, yeah, come into our store.
0: Yeah, get you through the door,
1: and we'll take you know? care of your shipping needs when you can impulse shop right over here we've got shoes too (laughs) so i i don't know i just wonder if this is going to kind of be more of the norm um and i also like this too because it makes me think well maybe they can do bulk shipping instead of all of these small shipping we're just we ship so 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 much and our postal people are working so 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 hard so if there's Mm -hmm. any way i can make their life easier i don't know if it's all the same really on the other side of things but if i can make it easier for them i i would like to do that Nice. So I thought that was interesting. That
0: is fascinating. What's your last one? Utah woman charged with two misdemeanors for letting cats sleep in her own yard. Um, yeah, follow that one today. Okay. What What do you think happened here?
1: So, pff, letting the cats sleep in the yard. <laughs> Are they big cats? Nope. They're regular domestic?
0: Nope, regular domestic cats. Uh, so, Kate Anderson... Uh, in Utah had control, animal control officers come to her house and hand her a citation, which listed two charges, one for having, quote, an animal at large and one for, quote, not having an animal license attached. Both are Class B misdemeanors based on a city ordinance. Um, so they gave her these. Her response is, this is a cat who's neutered, neutered and microchipped And vaccinated and is not a menace to society. Uh, The cat has a cat door. So he just comes and goes and also is a cat. (laughs) I love that she finished her sentence with also Also. this is what cats do. Like uh, so it was it was kind of a fascinating thing where just one of those things that comes to light. And I guess a lot of places have these laws because they're put into place for animals, for bigger animals that will get out and to keep owners um, having their animals in their own, you know, place. But apparently if there's no fence around your front yard and your animals in the front yard, you are still able to be citated. A a menace? Yeah. Because it's an animal at large. That animal animal can go wherever it wants. It's not on a leash. It's not in a fence.
1: Animal at large. (laughs) A small animal at large.
0: Literally taking a cat nap in your front yard and you're going to get a ticket for it.
1: This is either... You know, a government organization that is really short on cash and needs to write some citations to keep their organization afloat or it's an angry neighbor.
0: I'm voting angry neighbor. It was somebody in the neighborhood that called the police Mm -hmm. and said, you know.
1: Yeah, I see you, Stacy, across the street. (laughs) Mind your own business. Mind it. People get so worked up about the craziest stuff. I know somebody who has a couple of animals. And their, na- do? their neighbor uh, doesn't like them and so has called the landlord on them multiple times trying oh, wow. to cause drama, trying to get people into trouble. Um, yeah, like it's just one of those weird things where if you're mad at somebody, you try to figure out a way to make their life horrible. I don't understand that. I'm not that person. No. But they are out there and they're looking for your cats at large. <laughs> God. So did she get out of it, or is it like Nope no. She still got to pay. She's no, she got to pay the
0: the fine. And man, she's got a misdemeanor, a couple misdemeanors on her uh, <sighs> on her record now.
1: Man, that's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, I'd be so mad. I would be so furious. Also, I'll never have cats. So <laughs> hopefully that won't happen to me. Look at your local law. Find out if this is a problem.
0: Yeah, it's important. I mean, you know. I get. I guess I understand it, but I, this is again one of those examples of legalism over. You know, if it was a hamster, would kind of, that count? Sure, you wow. large. Wow. That's right. You got your fish in a bowl outside. I guess the bowl would be. It wouldn't it's be a large. It's, it's contained.
1: contained. Now, if it was a, f- if it was a whale, <laughs> in Utah, on your front yard, you've got other problems. I was <laughs> We may be in trouble. Well, thanks for shooing the dough with us today. We love being able to put this out for you. Thank you for rating and subscribing on Apple iPods or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to connect with Aaron and I even more, you can find us on the social medias, particularly Twitter, where I have now learned how to tweet.
0: (laughs) Good job. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Very proud of you. Does it mean you'll be getting rid of Facebook soon?
1: I hope so. (laughs) It's a weird one. It's like a leech. Facebook? No, no, no. It's a tapeworm. Nice. It's going to take a long time to get through the digestive (laughs) system, but it's... I took the pill, so it's on its way out. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> anyway, you can find Aaron at Aaron Dicer on Twitter, and you can find me at Danae Says also on Twitter where sometimes I tweet things. Oh, I should tweet out that uh, link to that cool eyeglass story. That'd be, a,
0: that'd be a good thing to do. We are part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. In fact, this podcast launched the Studio DNA Podcast Network, and uh, so if you want to support it as a member of Studio DNA, you can do that at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Just one level of, uh, membership it's just three bucks a month and you get every single podcast on the network including this one and including any bonus episodes that are only available for members so you can check that out at patreon.com slash studio dna um and thank you so much to chris tilly for composing the shoe the theme thank you to producer phil for putting the shows on the network together um, and if you like what you hear here, let a friend know about it. Uh, this is kind of our place. Uh, we used to do a radio show together, and now this is our place to do, it and we want to do what we want and experiment <laughs> and have fun talking. And if you're enjoying the time, uh, you probably have friends who would enjoy it too. So make sure you let them uh, know about it. Um, you can send us an email if you want with mm-hmm. any feedback at feedback at
1: Bye.